I have a plan. That's for if things get really hard. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know how this machine worked. There we go. Hello, everybody. Will, Game Store Guardians. Um, and I am joined today by Staten Island Mike. Hello. OG Mike returning to the podcast. Yeah, it's been a while, but I'm back. Nice. Uh, sanctimoniously. <laughs> um, ben and Jeff are not here tonight, but um, going forward, we are going to have a bit of a rotating cast because we have five people. And it may be a little too many voices, may not, it just depends on the week. But this week we still have four, because we are joined by the champion of Everwinter, fellow Pork Roll Protocol member, Art. Hey everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, um, part one of our podcast last week was we were prepping for Everwinter. So, Ben, Jeff, Mike, and I talked about our lists. We're ready to go. Ben and Jeff aren't here. They can talk about their experience next time they're on. Um, but three quarters of this podcast did not do well. <laughs> and I did surprisingly well, even though I wasn't there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I went 0-4, which was heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I, not, not the best. No. Um, <laughs> I now identify as a dumpster fire because I won a little plushy dumpster fire for getting the smoking boots award. I mean, at least you won something, right? That's that's pretty nice. That's true. And I did you win. Know? I did win a mat also from the raffle, which was cool. I but think that the dumpster fire should go on your mantle with all your other awards that you get in the future. Oh, it's there. Thanos' glove is holding it. Beautiful. <laughs> but I'm um, hoping it's going to be part of the terrain. Uh, sweet that you have well it, it might be it might join a cassie's playroom at, at some point <laughs> it's the only piece of terrain you can actually throw at somebody <laughs> you know well we had to sweep and dominate the event we took three of the top four spots somebody had to take the bottom prize to ensure that pork roll dominated all aspects of the tournament listen so, like i said when i grabbed the dumpster you taking that yes while i what, like i said when i grabbed it i'm at the bottom because i got all of you on my back <laughs> but, uh, it did make me realize that I'm going to give X Force a little bit of a timeout. They're going, they're going in the corner for me. They got to think about how they performed. But I'm going to go a little more scenario based with my future team. So, but that's neither here nor there. We are here to talk about Mike and Art, who both obviously were, in, or Art obviously was in the top cut. Mike made top cut. Um. So just talk about your games and all that stuff, and OG Mike is going to kind of handle the steering on this one, because he wasn't there, and I'm sure he has questions, because I know you were watching on the stream. Yeah, I definitely was uh, watching along, so it was really fun to watch uh, Mike play art, uh, which was which interesting to watch. Mm. Um, so, Art, uh, I guess we'll start with... Um, your list if that's cool uh so you uh you this weekend you brought uh guardians of the galaxy you brought star lord beta ray bill gamora groot rocket nebula angela cosmic ghost rider hulk and mystique um did you have any is that your normal list or did you modify it for like the new meta that um has been coming up lately 
pretty close. I usually play some version of that. Uh, Gamora and Agent Venom sometimes replace each other, and then uh, Mystique's three spot is a rotating cast of Drax or uh, Falcon, uh, barring from uh, Zach Cohen's list. Uh, but otherwise, it's usually roughly what I play with, like, one crisis change. And I think that helped me because it helped my play style better. Was okay. it Meteors that you brought in? Was that the change? Yeah, I, I put in Origin Bombs with Gamora, and that paid dividends pretty much all weekend. Yeah, we Art and I talk a lot uh, on the side about our lists and our matchups against each other. So like, we're, we're pretty familiar with what each other's running most of the time, which made my game six <laughs> a little bit less fun. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with what you're running there for a long time. For those who don't know, Art's been running Guardians before they were broken. So he's one of the OG cool people running Guardians. He didn't get on the, the train when, uh, with everybody else in the TTS season. I think Art's been, been, playing... <laughs> <laughs> been playing Guardians since I've been playing MCP. Did How you do play you play with the old leadership? You... I did. I got on, uh, onto him with, uh, uh, what's his name, Sooner. He did like a seven wide list in like TTS two or three. And I was like, I'm going to run a spam list too. And, you know, guardians with a bunch of twos and threes and, and awful, awful leadership to use maybe once every three games. So as the game shifts and you kind of stay with guardians, does anything change for you over the time? Uh, like when the crises changed or, when you know new affiliations come out that you know seem to be dominating as you know maybe Malekith used to or um obviously you saw the new red skull uh as in the final match and maybe web warriors is more prevalent has has anything changed for you with how you play guardians or your approach to what you bring Honestly, I think it's been kind of easy as Guardians player because kind of every time we need a new tool, we have something that we can use from uh, from AMG that's affiliated or at the very least, it's pretty easy to get into the list affiliated. So, yeah, I, think... I mean, oh, go ahead. No, I think that uh, you're right that some of the new characters that are already affiliated are already dominating uh, with like Beta Ray Bill or Cosmic Ghost Rider were pretty heavy hitters to just also be included. Yeah, before Beta Ray Bill, you had like Rocket and Groot and Star Lord, so you had like an eight point base to work with, and your leadership pretty much works with anybody in the game that's has any interest in attacking anybody. So it's easy where you you know you can put the big pads in, you can go really wide, or you know, that was kind of like everything Guardians could ever want in a character. So now it's pretty much Star-Lord and Beta Ray Bill. And rarely do I not take Beta Ray Bill. And I think that probably goes for most Guardians players. He just, you know, now you have a guy who's going to hold on to the objectives and move around to whatever's secure and throw somebody off. And the rest of your team just go on murdering people like they want to. Yeah, right. I did. I did want to ask. Uh, I'm gonna get to your games eventually, but I did notice in your 
uh, first game on day two when you were playing uh, Matt Alex's uh, Web Warriors, um, you brought three wide to Paranoia. Uh, did that? Did having Cosmic Ghost Rider um, being unable to like hold one of the Paranoia things bother you, or like did that play out uh, in a weird way? Because I did notice that he like tried to displace your guys, so they didn't get the bonus point. Yeah, so most of the times the game plan, in my opinion, with Guardian should be get Star-Lord to get something, get Bill to get something, have him score two extracts and a secure between them. And if they can get two secures, you know, that's four points a turn. That's probably close to what your opponent's doing. And then focus the best you can on just eliminating activations on their end. And if you can do that, we're slowed down their scoring, but, you know, with uh, Cosmic, you can just pull somebody off doesn't work as well with origin so it was more focused on pull somebody away so that they can't score the bonus paranoia and then kill them so that was kind of the plan the other thing with cosmic uh like he's very good at murdering when he's not scoring and then if he is uh not good at murdering without the skull without the psychosis token he can score so you just have to be willing to flip back and forth with however the dice treat you yeah, I, how many how many games did you not take CGR this weekend? I know for obviously you you didn't take him against me. Uh, how many other games did you not bring CGR? I played him four times and didn't play him three times, and uh, one game I lost I was playing. <laughs> so what makes you not bring CGR in certain matchup? I listened to the um, Zach Cohen interview a while back, and I listened to Barncat recently on Danger Room. So like it seems like a lot of the best guardians players are not just just windmill slamming him down every single game from what I can tell. Yeah, I mean, so we've discussed this before. I don't think he is like a good tournament piece in the sense that I don't think he's going to be good for four or five games in a row. And that's not to say like he's going to lose you a game because he's definitely not. Like he's still serviceable, but like he's going to have a disappointing game probably in a tournament. On the other hand, there are games that he can just win you if everything goes right. Like, you know, you're rolling four dice, four power a turn. Uh, but my b kind of basic rule of thumb is eight points. Like, that's when I start to think really hard. If it's less than eight points that are available to score a turn, like, I don't really have a good reason not to bring them unless they're specifically teching against him or, you know, uh, for example, I played one convocation uh, guy over the weekend and he just seemed to me to have like a lot of things that Cosmic wasn't overly enthusiastic about seeing so I was like oh I just won't bring him and uh, other than that I wouldn't say there's any hard and fast rules just kind of like you know use your best judgment I think that's one of the things Guardians are really strong about is just their team is so flexible like I feel kind of bad for an opponent guessing what my team's going to be yeah it sucks <laughs> yeah, I still haven't beat you locally. I know that's for damn sure. I mean, I think that now. I think that uh, Guardians plays CGR uh, like one of the best out of any of the affiliations, just for the rerolls, right? So you can guarantee more him doing more work than if he's splashed somewhere else. Yeah, the two rerolls and Crew of the Milano are probably very make him very happy i think probably makes the best place for 
him plus the three-point leader also helps I mean, the number two might be like in humans or something like that, or A-Force, you could just feed him power. He also likes that. But then you have to bring a five-point leader or a six-point leader, in which case now list creation gets really, really difficult. And, you know, people can kind of predict what you're bringing at that point, which, you know, higher up, like if I know what you're bringing or uh, somebody uh, in the top cuts knows what you're bringing, like that's that could be bad. I had that conversation recently with with uh, Dambois and I think Rob as well. Like I played them both recently when they were doing Inhuman stuff, and uh, as soon as I picked Threat or they picked Threat, no, I, I think I picked Threat because they because uh, of priority both times. And I was like, well, I know you're bringing these four models, because I know you're going to bring CGR with Black Bolt. So the only thing left is are these two threes. Now, mm -hmm. did I do anything about it to win? Absolutely not. But. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> but I, mean, I knew not, exactly. Not a guaranteed win, but it's an advantage yeah. you have now, right? Yeah, you know knowing exactly. <laughs> yep. So someone's gonna punish you for that at some point. Um, like I think against Dambois, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go 16 because I know you literally can't bring CGR here with your current team. And he was like, huh, that is a problem I need to address for for packs. You know, and then he made a, a swap from there. Well, see, to you bring Dambois up. I know we were not talking about this, but at PAX I played him and I tried to be super cute and not bring Cosmic Ghost Rider when he thought, I knew he thought I was going to bring him, and I brought Hulk instead, and against Inhumans, Cosmic Ghost Rider, that's still advised. I was got too cute for my own my own good. Yeah, I think that like Hulk into Guardians in general is awful, um, and then the CGR is super bad, so like we played over the weekend and I only brought my Hulk because I was pretty confident based on the scenario we had a bajillion points available that you weren't going to bring your CGR um, so I, I felt comfortable bringing Hulk if maybe we were on uh, anything other than centers I, I was pretty sure you were going to bring CGR and I was going to have to adjust my team construction for that so Art uh, you, you mentioned that when you when you look to bring CGR or not based upon the amount of uh, points scored um is there uh like a threat level that you care about too or is it just basically the points uh for guardians it's the points okay or, excuse me it's the like points available to score not the threat level so uh so that that's a good way on how i can beat you is is to just try to go for a lot of points but it also will depend on the team like if it's Secures that aren't pay to flips, I'd still consider bringing them because I can pull your guys off. Yeah, uh, and slow down the scoring enough. But uh, it also depends if your team's going to be. If I suspect that you're going to go wide and it's going to be characters like uh, your standard three threat, you know, five health guy with three defense, who TGR can pretty reliably, you know, kill one every turn. I mean, if he's rolling real good, he can kill two a turn. So with that, if I think. He's still going to have a good time. I'll still bring him. You know what I mean? Fair enough. All right. Uh, I guess I'll ask you about your games now. So uh, on day one, your first game was against Jonathan Green's X-Men, where you played Research Station and Mutant Mad Men. The score ended up uh, 16 to 15 in your favor, and you had priority. Uh, what do you remember about that game? That one was way closer than I thought it was going to be when I got my uh, mystique to deception in his storm within 
uh, range of Gamora's builder and off the spender. And then when Gamora failed to one round her, that was almost a first round loss. Okay. But uh, after that, I, I had luckily get a lot of X-Men practice with uh, local here, Dan, or uh, uh, Noah used to play X-Men a lot. Sure. So I've had a lot of practice on the pay to flips and the research station, you know, you just kind of bring a Hulk and that's just a big problem for X-Men, especially if they don't bring a Hulk. So, you know, it kind of leads to parody. So I was able to bring that one back, luckily. But, uh, you know, John was a really solid player. I, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, I apparently... Uh, did it make any bigger mistakes than I uh, than I had hoped? Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, what? Oh no, I was gonna say what game two was against uh, what Nate from Gamers Guild. Yeah, he played and, OG Steve Avengers, and it was Legacy Virus and Demons Downtown. Uh, it was sixteen to eight, and you had priority, so I'm assuming it was a kind of an easier game. No, no, no. That score did not d dictate that game at all. That was when I won Super Try Hard, and it was Star-Lord, Beta Ray Bill, uh, Hulk, and Cosmic Ghost Rider. And he had uh, Steve Rogers, Loki, with the Mind Gem, um, Luke Cage, uh, and uh, what's his name, Crimson Dynamo? Yeah. I think that was it. But that that knot took a long time to uh, to unwind, and I got lucky with uh, Ghost Rider being able to daze Loki in the first round. So that put him on injured. But I mean, it took me another like three rounds to finally kill him, or another two rounds in round three. I think I killed him, and then after that, it was kind of uh, all in my favor. Yeah, but uh, again, that was Hulk. Being able to, you know, throw people off, and uh, Bill also being able to throw people off, and just kind of keep the score manageable until Cosmic could do the damage that needed to get done. All right. Uh, so your game three was against Jean Nicholas uh, Gagnon. Uh, I hope I said that right. I have no idea. But his convocation team, and it was also Legacy Virus and Cosmic Invasion. Uh, it ended up 19 to 8 in your favor, and he had priority. You said yeah. that he had brought some things that you didn't like to see. What what was that? Yeah, he had like Sentinel Prime and uh, Super, uh, Supreme Strange is also gives me pause with Cosmic Ghost Rider. So I figured that 10 points was coming, and then he'd probably have one of the... Uh, he had uh, Clea, and he had somebody else I think who could port. And I figured I'd be getting a lot of Sentinel Prime with Smash, you know, attacking my Cosmic Ghost Rider. So I figured uh, it's more like a Hulk thing. And uh, and uh, was Angela? I think typically like your more traditional older before CGR guardians are were pretty strong into Convocation, where there's just the preponderance of energy attacks, and the people who do physical attacks can throw things. Yeah, you just Which throw things at them they until they're like. dead. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually a physical attack would get through. But, you know, your energy attacks and throws can usually carry you pretty pretty far. 
was he doing like ironbound books like was it a problem yeah he had it up a lot uh but it was a pretty violent game uh i remember picking on a lot of the weaker characters again to get the uh the activation advantage eventually and then uh just trying to keep sentinel prime uh, busy with hulk while hulk scored and uh Oddly enough, Star-Lord basically face-tanked Sentinel Prime for most of that game. And I think that's basically what got me that game uh, uh, in the end, and, you know, that, that point difference. I haven't, I haven't seen anybody play Sentinel Prime. What, what, was, uh, what was the big problem with him? Uh, he has the, uh, what is it, the, the energy thing. I think he counts Wild's double yeah. against uh, Mystic Attacks, so he can... Is it Mystic? I think it's Mystic Attacks, and he can't be pulled. Oh, oh for Ironbound books? Yeah, yeah uh, so I can't incinerate him. He has, like, a million hit points. I can't move him or throw him with basically anybody except Hulk's, uh, well, Hulk's attacks. Yeah, so when we were at lunch, uh, that guy had dunked on a different Guardian CGR player earlier in the tournament. So when we were at lunch, I, like they were talking. He was one of the Shark Tank guys. He, he was real nice. He was at dinner with us uh, Saturday night. They were talking about how he, like, turn one, uh, like, portaled him up or something like that. With Maybe it was Clea, like, portaled him up. He yeah. smashed and then just dumped a bunch of power, uh, a bunch of dice into CGR and uh, one-rounded him. And then, like, killed him on a subsequent round. So like wow. he was just like he was just going all in on that with Sentinel Prime, and Sentinel Prime could then take punches afterwards. So I, I don't know, Art. I don't know if you were with us at lunch when that was coming up as a conversation point. But yeah, there was no, a bunch but... of us talking about that because they were getting excited. Like, oh, is he going to do it again to the next Guardians player? I guess he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the thing that tipped me off is my brother plays Dormammu, and he likes to do the same cute stuff with Smash and just having a stupid round. Of you know destroying a four or whatever, and then having uh, what is it nine die attacks or something like that. So, I mean, I guess I saw that coming and just didn't think CGR would be worth it. You know, to try. I mean, you could play around it with CGR. You just have to keep him clear of Sentinel Prime when. But it's tough when you have a huge base guy who can be ported around, because now he's just as quick as CGR. And then if CGR is spending power on porting around the board he's not spending power on chaining people and killing them so kind of like self-defeating purpose so i figured just i'd forego that try and uh, score some points and then you know try and kill the poor convocation low physical defense guys the old-fashioned way and throw buildings into them yeah i i got off of like trying to do silly things with smash because my dice are so cold all the time <laughs> You do have that disappointing turn, but I've seen some horrifying things with that. I think that... What size is Cosmic Ghost Rider again? He's three. Yeah, I mean, even smashing on him isn't bad, right? Well, so the uh, what would happen is Sentinel Prime size five, so he wants to get ported near size four, smash yeah. that, and then add four dice to his dice, you know, for the rest of the round, and then pew-pew into Cosmic. Isn't it a waste, though, because he already adds dice for energy? Well, he can also, on top of the smash, pay power to add, I think it's like three dice. Yeah, yeah. Wong, I think he had Wong on his list to, to like, aren't, like give him power so that he oh, could... Oh, juice him up? And, yeah, so that he could do all those things and kind of go all in the basket 
round one or round two to get CGR. So like that's what I understand. I, cause he was talking to me about it because uh, he was obviously excited. Because who, who? No offense, Art. Who isn't excited when they get the dunk on CGR? So right. They, <laughs> so you know they were I talking about it. Kind of funny. <laughs> I I did uh, I did say in the professional casual chat that when Art was playing that I saw a stun on Ghost. Uh, on Cosmic Ghost Rider that you know affected his power generation and I was like I feel good about this but I also want Art to win so it was early is bad when CGR first came out I was actually trying to contemplate a way that I could put stun on him later in the game so I could guarantee that he could score but yeah early in the game it's awful I think that he spends energy well enough that you could just not roll well and and get well, enough you, can, you could totally get it down and there are other cards you could just spend power but then you know the round that you want him to score he's going to roll five power yeah it's i guess so <laughs> how it works yeah, yeah yeah um all right so your next round was against andy murray's red skull master of the world cabal uh where you played montessi formula and deadly meteors that was on day one so that was your last game uh, and this one you lost, uh, 14 to 20. Yes, this was the preview to the finals. It was actually, I think, the same list exactly as the finals, just on a different crisis layout. Yeah, so what happened in that one? Uh, that one, I didn't truly appreciate all the nonsense he had going on with uh, Mysterio's Tricks and Traps and Killbox, and uh, I made the ill-advised... Uh, attempt at just putting some chip damage on Red Skull while the new uh, Winter Soldier was by him which got me attacked and killed and uh, you know just not really understanding exactly what his list was doing I think was my undoing and then you know he's a really good player so if if you're not 100% sure of what you're doing it's really good players they'll usually make you pay for it yeah if I could say real quick his list was full of shenanigans like, I play a lot of, like, off-the-wall stuff, but, like, I look at that list, and I'm like, I don't know what the plan is here. This is crazy. That's what he is yeah, known for, though. I think yeah, he was his at, list is really cool. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, 6-1 at NashCon with, like, a unique take on X-Men. And then uh, I know in the past he was, like, infamous uh, for beating Vodka Blitz at some big tournament uh, in an X-Men mirror. And like afterwards, he was like, "This dude brought Cassandra Nova and X Men. I didn't know what he was gonna do with that." Like, he yeah. he's he likes those control, like heavy control style teams. Yeah, I'm interested to to know how Mysterio played out because every time I try to play Mysterio, I feel like I'm not doing it right. And it seems like Mysterio has like a lot of energy issues, so putting him into uh, Master World Cabal where he's like using even more energy. Uh, to explode the skulls, it just—I guess it pushes him over for the for the movement, right? Yeah. So I I was talking to him, but well, I mean I wasn't talking to him. I was playing a similar list to him after the core set dropped because like I wanted to play something different. Yeah. And uh, he had been posting his list in the Cabal Discord chat, and then like breaking down his experiences, and he was raving about like where where they were at. He was playing things like interest doing interesting things. Um, I went back to Brotherhood, obviously, but I, I found there was something there that was really, really cool. And Mysterio getting the extra damage through to guarantee... He gets to move the opponent, 
right. on damage, which is like a really powerful effect. Obviously, because then it sets up kill boxes for uh, Winter Soldier, or just you know helps you score points. But that extra crit, uh, being able to roll through was was effective for that. So now your five dice attack counting two possible uh, crit explosions is really really good. Even with paying the power afterwards, it's not the end of the world if you're able to if you value the control effect more, which he probably does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was really clever with the Mysterio, and uh, dude always seemed to have powers. <laughs> so how how are you feeling uh, by the end of the day? Because like four games in a day sometimes is like tough when we do our locals. Uh, sometimes I'm getting like tired by the end of it, but like you guys travel, you know, ha was game four like fatigue or it was just you didn't play right? Like what happened? Yeah, no, I mean it was just good into a good player, you know. And I was tired. I mean, I'm sure he was tired. You know, sometimes mistakes are made, lessons are learned. You know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean. Spoiler alert, you beat him in the finals, so um, well, maybe, you know, you figured uh, it out. Was, uh, I patted myself on the back for that because I learned from my mistakes. I remember before the finals game, like, you, you looked at me and you were like, I, I, I got a plan. I'm, I'm ready this time. Like, I, I saw the shenanigans. I know what they are, and I'm going to get this one. And uh, you, I don't want to oversell it like you were co like uh, cocky or anything like that, but you, you gave the look like... I, I know what to do, and if I execute my game plan, I'm going to win this game. Yeah, I felt confident going in. I felt like if, as it was mine to to win in the sense that I think I had an advantage on most of the crisis combinations that were possible, and I thought I had a real advantage if I won priority and could pick secures. I did want to see you play Noah in the finals, but just because I wanted to see uh, both of our guys. Play Noah too. It would have been better pork roll on pork roll. Yeah, yeah, in my yeah. Opinion, but... I mean, would I would have loved to have seen me play Noah in the finals personally. <laughs> I mean, it may, may have been an awkward drive home, though. Uh, no, nah, not with Noah. That guy is like the... He, if there's anybody that really epitomizes sportsmanship, I would say Noah's definitely up there. Oh, yeah, Noah's good, but... I don't know. Still wouldn't want to face him in the finals and then drive home for four and a half hours. <laughs> Either way, you know? Yeah, I was just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so we go into day two your first game is against matt alex's miles morales web warriors on paranoia and deadly meteors you end up winning 17 to 16 uh and you had priority it was on stream so everybody can watch it on youtube on the professional casuals network and i mean it looks like it was a close game yeah, I think that was my favorite game, like, or the one I'm most proud of, I guess. And plus, Matt is really fun to play against. Like, I thought it was a pretty clean game. The only uh, mishap we had is we both thought that you could score the extra bonus point on Paranoia off a day's character, and we found out that you can. And I think that probably cost Matt the game, or... It, at the very least, I think it might have been tied that last round that I won. Right. So that that could have uh, changed things. But, I mean, like uh, any of these tournaments, I think uh, there was a bunch of times where things just kind of worked out for me. So that helped me, you know, not uh, not lose it. 
I was telling everybody, and I think it's true, I just basically just kind of got out of my own way and let the dice and, you know, not make mistakes and let things work out. And it, it, it worked for once, so maybe Dude, it's a thing. What <laughs> you just said there, 100% is exactly what my weekend was like. Like, we'll, we'll get to my games uh, later, but that was 100% exactly what I... I was talking to Jeff a bunch about that, or, or Ben, before the uh, tournament, and I was like, whatever happens... I'm just gonna stay cool, calm, and collected, and that was until until I missed my indom against you. <laughs> I was having a, a very calm weekend of uh, just dealing with whatever. I was like... literally just about to ask you if you were gonna use your indom as you threw those dice. Like it was my mouth, I think, was open because I right. assumed that you were. Yeah, I, I had lost the game at that point anyway. There was like a three percent chance I make a comeback there, but the, the door was slammed shut over swung tremendously in your favor earlier in the game which we'll get to in a moment yeah baby retail i guess uh i guess we'll get right into it since you guys are already talking about it but uh your game two was obviously against that mike here uh he was playing mystique brotherhood on mutant extremist and deadly meteors it ended up 16 to 12 in art's favor uh and mike you had priority uh i'm curious mike what uh why did you bring mystique uh uh, I don't know. I think it might have been a mistake. We Art and I talked a little bit about it afterwards. We, we've played recently uh, a few times, and we, we talk all the time about our lists and the matchup. So our, Art was uh, Art's been trying to help me beat him by talking to me about ideas, and I've been playing a bunch of TTS games against his list, um, like against myself to figure out where the holes are in it. Um, you know, my strategy this weekend was to avoid art, and I was 5-0 and with that strategy <laughs> before I got to him. Um, I went Mystique Senators, and I really debated switching to Magneto because I felt like even though it's Senators, I view Senators more as an attrition game because everything's in the middle. Right. He, he has so many good one-on-one -on -one pieces that I wasn't confident I could score out fast enough. So like, but my turn zero, I kind of knew what he was gonna bring, just because again we've talked so much and we've played each other, that I, I knew he wasn't gonna bring CGR, and I debated that if I brought like Apex Magneto, I could, like one round his Hulk, like round two potentially, um, or just try to pick off some of his other pieces, and I I I th I think that might have been the better call. I went with the like the classic like, Mystique dream team at 19 that um you know most people are familiar with i was like i i kind of panicked and said let's just do the thing i normally do and try to score out because i like meteors a little bit there because it, it can be pretty high scoring because i could just potentially flip two points in a turn with the juggernaut or hulk last activation right i think the mistake i made and i thought about this after the game was that um turn uh, I got too aggressive with picking up his centers. So, like, the, the thing everyone talks about is, like, oh, Mystique's going to go up 5-1 on you on the senators because Hulk and Juggernaut are going to take two of yours. But that never actually happens. I, I think it's actually actively bad to take one of their centers with Hulk because a good player is going to punish you for it. So I took... I, I did the classic Juggernaut pick up one of Art's. And yeah. then, Art, I think you moved Star-Lord up. Was that your first move? Yeah, took the yeah. After you did that, I just took the Star Lord, uh, 
senator on the right side by the closer meteor. Yeah, I. So then I went. Because I didn't up, want your toad to get it. Yeah, then I picked up one of uh, Art's other senators with Hulk, and I think that was a mistake. Because I think what I should have done instead was go with Mystique, Deception, and a Star Lord, and hold Hulk to the end to punish uh, either either hit Star Lord and try to daze him, or save Hulk for the end to you know uh, attack someone else and flip some points. So I think by going earlier with Hulk, like there's no threat left for Art to worry about, and he mentioned that exactly. after the game. Yeah, so that was a mistake on my part. So it gets hard sometimes to to figure out like was it the the squad I brought, or was it my misplays? I think that if I bring Magneto, uh, it's easier. I, there's less misplays for me to make um, because I, it's a more straightforward game plan. I just really like your Magneto. Every time you play him against me, it's very scary, and uh, I just like seeing him. Well, I'm going to take some solace that... I was kind of a little surprised that you didn't bring Magneto. I mean, I had a... I brought my list because I had to defend against the Mystique nonsense, but... Uh, yeah. You know, I, I brought Mark for death just in case you brought Magneto. Yeah, I, I think like after the game, I thought I thought a lot about our game. Uh, which I do want to preface with, like, uh, I played, everybody I played this weekend was awesome, awesome opponents, but, like, uh, you know, Art and I talk all the time, and it was cool that, you know, we played, like, a, a it's a top four game, you know, to make finals, and uh, we were both, I think we both played, like, a pretty clean game where everybody was uh, really cool about everything, there was no, no ticky-tack stuff, or being like, I don't know about yeah. that, or this or that. I think Nate was mostly bored. Yeah, yeah, he was because we again we we had like a good cadence with each other and we didn't really need a judge to be there, which it was cool because like you know you get worried sometimes if you're playing a friend in like a, a really competitive game that you know one person might walk away with or or try to be ticky tacky about it, but I think we were both cool with that. Um, but after the game, I was thinking like ah, I think I should have went Magneto, Apex, Hella, um, Mystique, Toad. That's a 19 I really like when I want to go five wide. Because, like, Juggernaut, I don't really need him there because I don't think I need to steal his Senator. I think I just need to punish his first his first activation with Mystique and then let, you know, my pieces... Because I think in that, the, the team you brought, I think I can out-attrition that with Magneto Apex, um, potentially. Yeah, but it's again, a lot I, closer, for sure. Yeah, I, I panicked and went with, like, what I know, but I don't think I'll do that again against good players because I found Magneto, the attrition and the power generation that... It really helps me to like close the gap with really strong players, whereas I feel like my mystique, I, I don't roll enough dice with that team. Uh, but again, th that game could have been different have to, if if I feel I like Origin Bombs is good for Magneto as well. Like yeah. pretty much any of my secures, I think he's more than happy to sit in the middle of and be like, "Come at me, bro," you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna actually not drop scoundrels, but I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna test Origin Bombs a bit and uh, see how I like it. I, I mean, I do like it. I played it a bunch. Uh, I want to test it a little bit more with LVO, and I might might make some swaps on crises before that. Um, but yeah, I like so, it. It's a third yeah. crisis I'm finally happy with. I can never find one that I would really, really like. I mean, everybody, or a good number of the uh, Guardians players like Infinity, but I hate that stupid scenario with passion. Yeah, I think the biggest, I mean, the biggest takeaway from our game was Art was dominating one side with his Hulk and um, Bill, and I was trying to, like, 
circumvent them and go to the other side. And I, I think our, I think another mistake I made was trying to, to KO your Gamora as fast as possible. Because mm-hmm. uh, every time I play Nebula, I, f- I feel bad attacking a two threat, but that piece of shit. <laughs> yes, hits please so don't freaking attack my Nebula. Hard. Yeah, I think. <laughs> or better would... yet, attack her once or twice so she gets gets an extra spender. Yeah, do you th- do you think that was a mistake going after Gamora when I should have went after Nebula? I think that you had the Juggernaut attack was fortunate, and you put the damage on her that was good. Me personally, I think I may have just left her on the one hit point for later on for when you needed her dazed. Yeah. But I think putting a lot into her was maybe cost you because it's a bunch of activations. And then if the dice were more fortunate, it might have worked out well. But I mean, I had, well, I had bad dice the first time, bad dice the second attack. And then, like, I think three and four were good. And then, then there was that recal, which was amazing. Yeah, so, uh, Mike, Arts Gamora had two health left on her injured side. Yeah. She's standing next to Star-Lord. I spend her with Hulk um, as my second action. The first action resulted in staggering and throwing Gamora, I think, into Star-Lord. Yeah. So the second action, I do it again. I roll 13 successes on 10 dice. Okay. I forget Art has recal, and he whips that shit out real quick. I mean, I, he slammed that down, and uh, I was pretty confident because, again, she has two yeah. health left. Yeah, if, yeah. If I roll a wild, I throw her into Star Lord, and then I use my remaining power to throw her again into Star Lord and potentially daze both characters and create a nice swing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I did not get the day of the KO or the the wild there, uh, which was a huge swing. So then I had to waste my throw to get Gamora out before she could blow her 10 power destroy my team i think if i get that sequence to go my way i don't think i win there i think it's just it, it it's a big tempo swing that is really helpful but not getting it made it like a 95 percent chance art wins from that point forward maybe even higher like that kind of slammed the door if i get that it's a open game and it, it comes down to making some moves and how well the rest of our dice go yeah, I remember you mentioning something about recalc, but that that makes sense. That that kind of blows. Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't want to oversell it. Like, if this works, I win because that's not the case. But it not working was uh, was definitely like the end. And I think that's it's a because, lot better after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think my strategy was a little flawed. My target priority wasn't the best there. But and also, it, what she had martial prowess, so put another two damage on your Hulk. Yeah, which made that made I think a Star Lord attacking him twice once with a spender within the realm of killing him which yeah helped. it's it's funny because every time i look at um like all the characters in the game to build rosters it <laughs> if you look at guardians of the galaxies as an affiliation and who they have their models are just a lot of them are solid there's not too many stinkers in that list and yeah not at all it's like you've told me this before like nebula is is pretty amazing for just the two threat that she is she is my favorite too period yeah it's personally i think she's the best two in the game i don't i don't know if she's the best two in the game for me but maybe i mean if you're playing star lord then yeah right with the with the rerolls and what have you or you just saying 
just Why by just herself. Why make it with the proviso? I mean, she doesn't really need rerolls because you know, I I say with the proviso of all the twos are kind of very specific niches that they're trying to fill, right? Like Toad, grab an extract, run away. Maybe I can score a secure in the back or something and right. score two points for a two pointer. I'm awesome, right? Which is awesome. And then Nebula's kind of like the opposite. Like I'm not going <clears> to <throat> score you anything, but I am going to murder anybody trying to score on the other team. Yeah, it oh, creates and, an interesting and they want to stop that they have to attack a two pointer that can't score. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly the problem, I guess. That's where where threat assessment comes in and you're like, do I really want to spend any amount of my activations attacking Nebula? And what does she have? Four health? She has four on the healthy side and five on the injured side. She's and the injured surprised. and the injured side doesn't matter because she's not contesting. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's just another side for her to attack you with. Yeah, so that, that game I made some mistakes, I think, in, in how I targeted Art's models and then uh, the approach I had to it. So he he had a better strategy and won out on that. I will say the interesting thing from us playing each other so much is that we start to understand each other's play styles and then we play this stupid game where we're trying to counter what we think is going to happen <laughs> rather than just going with what we think is the appropriate thing if we were just playing somebody new yeah jeff did that in our tts cuts game when we met up to play it in person he he showed me his list and i was like well that's slightly different than usual he's like yeah i thought you'd have this 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 and when i was worried about that and i was like oh, i just brought what i normally did because i think that <laughs> Brotherhood is just, I think they're just better than Defenders in this match. <laughs> like, I just, like, Daredevil is awesome, but I think if you just throw terrain at him, you just get him. Yeah, I don't think Brotherhood's in a bad spot either. They have very good models that are splashed everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I think they're fine. Yeah, I would not play them if I thought they were bad. All right, let's go over Art's last game, and then, Mike, you could tell us about your day. Uh, so, your finals was a rematch like we said against andy um and it was on spider infected and gamma wave and you ended up winning obviously 18 to 14 uh do you want to tell us about that game it was also stream recorded so everybody can watch it this one was now i had a little better idea of what he was trying to do and i was fortunate in winning uh gamma because i think that was probably the best cure for me against him because it keeps everybody in a little funnel he can't get cute with his positioning uh in the sense that you know if he moves away from the gamma he's going to take bonus damage which is not really what you want to be doing against the team that's trying to kill you i mean i'm i i think i saw him in cabal talking about like he knew it was going to be the same list going into it yeah so... usually when you're playing ease there isn't like something giant of terrain that you can like hide behind except if you're playing on a will table i like will stables <laughs> he puts all the size fives on anywhere he places mike so yeah don't throw trash on my tables i take a lot of care <laughs> in putting those tables together and in we're next year we're gonna have all new terrain yeah, all size just, fives just want to say a new fuck size five. <laughs> i i played on the same table four out of my last five fucking games at Everwinter with a giant size five there that I couldn't throw. Listen, I had nothing to do with that table other than the fact that that's a size five that I painted for last year's packs. Oh. 
<laughs> my spirit was there, even though my heart was not. So, Art, uh, so that last game, uh, do you think that by playing him the day before and, like, kind of figuring out the shenanigans, it helped you in that game? Yes, it helped me a lot, I think, because, again, I kind of expect or knew what to expect, and, again, I think the secure combo, well, the secure particularly helped me. The extract, let's consider a push. Like, I don't, I'd rather not see Spider infected, but... You know, if his guys, if I can move his guys closer to me and then some further away, you know, that's that's always a plus for me. Most of my team is pretty resilient or like way the heck in the back, so I don't really care that much about Spider Infected. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I I enjoy watching our team win, so it was cool seeing you win. Uh, I'm very excited. Congrats on that. Uh, it is weird for me to, like, interview you in this because, like, you know, I don't know. I, I would just talk to you on the side about this. But, um, but yeah, thanks for giving me all your kind of feedback and, and running through this for us. And Thanks uh, for having me. This is a little surreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure we're going to have you on again, aren't you? I mean, you're, you're pretty good, right? Like, <laughs> I think well, I've only beat you a handful of times, if that. We got LVO coming up, so. Yeah, you guys got to uh, yeah. represent. So, um, Mike, let, let me hear about how your weekend went. And then I want to know, just in general, how you guys' weekend went and how the trip was. Because, um, obviously, I just have to live vicariously through you guys. And yeah, well, okay. before, before we start this, could I just say Andy was an awesome player. And the fact that he comes up with the, this type of, of list, like the trap list and, you know, the off-the-wall list, like, I really admire that, you know. He has that insight and, you know, can put all that stuff together. That's really cool. Yeah, I think more – I know Mike and Will are both uh, big on that type of stuff, and I'm trying yes. to ignore – that's something I've been trying to do more of too lately is just not always pay attention to what people are saying on Discord. Sometimes it's really useful, and then sometimes it's just an echo chamber. Um, yes, I agree and, 100%. <laughs> and there is a lot of shit out there that's really viable. I'm going to talk about one of those things in one of my games. I, I promise Vodka Blitz I would definitely talk about uh, Claw and how real that character is, and no one's talking about him. I'm, I'm still actually... waiting for Ronan to hit his stride. <laughs> Alyssa played him against me, and I, I was not a fan, uh, although I dunked on him with Mystique, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm super motivated to make Shadow King work when he drops. Uh, I, I just had one question for Art, though. Because uh, everyone is crying about Guardians of the Galaxy, myself included. So if someone were to sit down, like, what gives you the most problems as a Guardians player? Just, like, either a couple of splash characters that people should be on the lookout for or just uh, general affiliations that you're like, ah, goddamn, like these people again? I think one of the problems here is mainly you don't see a lot of X-Men anymore. You don't see a lot of Spider people anymore. Hellfire, I think, is not nearly as popular as it should be. And those are all affiliations, I think, that are going to give Guardians a hard time. Like the, even Criminal Syndicate, like, uh, or, I mean, that could just be Joe, too. But I, I also tend to, I think, to have a block against Criminal Syndicate. I don't know what it is. But any of those tough scoring teams, like, I have to go away from plan A and go to plan you know, A1 and slow the game down enough so that plan A can kind of, you know, kill them enough to beat them to 16. And what that's... do you feel about S.H.I.E.L.D.? 
Uh, Shield's also tricky, but I think Guardians just have an inherent advantage. Uh, before, when I was saying, I was only half joking when I said I let the I got out of the way of the dice. The way I've started to try and think about this is that it's a dice game. Even the people who are trying not to roll dice are relying on dice rolls, whether they be rolls that they're making or their opponents making to kill them. So just embrace that dice is a thing and try and make good gambles and whatever you do like uh, this could be a good decision and it just doesn't work out this could be an awful decision and i might one shot your guy and now i look like a genius but uh you know just try and embrace that mindset and i think guardians have the advantage because if you're clever with the winging at rerolls like you'll have rerolls you know you get six rerolls a turn that way which yeah. is a big advantage Plus, most of the Guardians already hit harder than most of their peers. So that's another advantage that they have. Right. They're not exactly the sturdiest lot, but we got Bill, who's pretty sturdy for his points. Like, you know, I don't think he's the toughest for it, but he's up there. And he's mobile, which is another thing the Guardians like. So, like, all that, I think, gives Guardians a really big attrition advantage. I think, I think and, you're underselling the sturdiness. I think that, you know... Gamora is pretty sturdy. You have Bill, and and the people that are thin are usually not anywhere near anybody else, right? Like Rocket Gamora isn't going to be near anybody. Star Lord, like sturdier than you think she would be, but she's probably like in the mid range of fours. Like, there's nothing amazing about how her defense, but the stealth helps because now you can't really put chip damage from a distance. Right. But she also has to get up pretty close and personal to do any damage. Yeah. And two extra die is not, is not like DR. Like DR is. Yes. I would happily trade all that for DR. (laughs) No, but the, the interesting thing I think that Marshall prowess brings is the, the damage back actually i think creates like a dynamic for people of like do i want to potentially take two damage right there is a i think that mind game is relevant oh it's it's a good ability i'm not saying it's not i'm just saying it's not like an awesome defensive like i don't know she's i i see her as like an average defensive type with high upside offense and no control so you just have to play her in that mindset i mean yeah i guess that is that is one of the things is that they have less control well the guardians have plenty of control like you know bill uh i mean cosmic ghost rider with you know as many uh pulls as he wants uh you know even drax i mean i'm not playing drax but drax is a pretty decent piece i think he's right on like my 11th and it's more my fear of those fast-scoring, runny-type runny, runny type teams. It's the only reason I don't bring him. Because I need, like, a three that can go bring the pain to somebody or steal something or, uh, in Mystique's case, bring you to me. Right. But, yeah, Mike. I think there's just this distinct advantage that Guardians have in the attrition match. And I think, like, most people at tournaments are just there to, like, you know, roll some dice you know like there might be a good plan behind it but plan a is we're going to kill each other you know i feel yeah i think i think that that is how i originally thought the game was going to (laughs) be when i first started was just like i'm gonna smash some of the guys that i like against their guys and see what happens but you know the game evolves 
Yeah, that Doctor Voodoo came out and Black Cat came out, and people would just run to the corner. They've <laughs> mercifully done away with some of that. Yes, I still love me some Black Cat though. I still think she's really good. Yeah, she's like perfectly that, fine. That stagger. I mean, she, the action. I don't think killed her. Now you just have to actually like have a plan instead of all right. I'm gonna move long. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna move long away. You know, sucks to be you. When you when you play Joe. Um, do you do you struggle against him and Crimson even on your secures? Obviously, on his secures, you know he's kingpin. That's that's his whole game plan. But when you play Joe on your secures, how do you feel about that matchup? Uh, so I've won priority against Joe twice: once in a tournament and once uh, at like a game night at meals. And the first time I played Infinity Formula, which was my secure which is really his secure, <laughs> and I was just borrowing it. <laughs> so that went as you could imagine. And then uh, the second one uh, was Origin Bombs, and he ended up not playing Criminal Syndicate, and it was you know just a regular punching fight, and that went way better for me. Yeah, it's actually... Also, also CGR one-shot Thanos' his healthy side in that game, so Joe was not happy. I played uh, against two CGR Guardians in the cuts, uh, not the cuts in the uh, TTS league this year, and I was playing Kingpin, and yeah, I got like their Infinity Formula one game, and then uh, like my Extremis another game, and I was able to just score out like a madman with that team. Yeah, so I definitely that, see that. The criminals are not dead. I think they're still a pretty good faction. They just have certain secures I think that are just awful for them. So they need kind of a plan B, and maybe that scares people off. I don't know. Joe would be a way better person to ask about that. I think he's but yeah, I don't Hellfire want any... with them right now. Yeah, I mean, Hellfire, I think, is just... He's going to be mad at me if I say this, but I think they're just better at what Criminal Syndicate wants to do and have more answers against the things Criminal Syndicate doesn't want to do. I think he's playing Emma as, like, his 10th character that he just swaps to on, like, pay to flips or demons type thing. I could be wrong. He's, he, he's, he's just, just a stubborn like guy like me where he's going to play... Like I'm gonna play Star Lord, even if even if things go bad, you know. Yeah, I mean, same over here with Magneto. Right. So he still wants to win. So obviously, Kingpin. I I don't think anybody will say that you know Kingpin is choice A on demons or most of the pay to flips, especially origin bombs. But you know, he just needs a better, more competitive answer, and you know, he's a clever guy. I'm sure he'll figure it out. I heard he's the number one player in New Jersey. He is the number one player in New Jersey. <laughs> For now. Yeah, well, you know, that'd be nice. I don't what know. What did you want to talk about, Mike? Uh, I, well, right after our last cast, I just ignored the advice of my co-host and just changed my list and did what I wanted. So I threw Deception back in, and uh, I, for my 10th character, I threw in Hela, which I think I'm fairly unique in playing Hela and Brotherhood. I wasn't a fan of what I was doing on B maps and pay to flips. Like everyone says, Mystique is good on pay to flips, and it's like, no, she's just a fast three threat leader. Right. I don't have any inherent advantage there. So I wanted a model like Hella is good into Web Warriors. She is really fast. She's another safe extract, which is really relevant for Brotherhood, because I love scrolls, and everyone else seems to also love scrolls. So I can line up my Juggernaut to take your scroll. 
Uh, but if I don't have priority, I'm still going to line up Juggernauts that way in case you don't take your back scroll. And, like, if you want to, like, eyes and take your side scroll first, which is a mistake against Brotherhood. But let's say that that Juggernaut play isn't there. Well, I could still have Hela out on the wing to take a, a scroll safely. And then her follow-up rounds are still, like, six dice, range four, mystic attack, which is awesome into a meta that's got a Batery Bill on every single squad. Um, so Bill doesn't like seeing the mystic attack there. I can get some chip damage in. She's just awesome. Like she is just an awesome character. Uh, she helped me win my first game. Um, my attitude this weekend, which I, like I said, I was talking to some of our locals about this. Like, I was going to go and just have fun. And if anything didn't go my way, I was going to try to, like, just... It, it is what it is. I, like, I already made up, like, in my head, like, I am either going to play in the LCQ in Vegas or, or just take LVO off this year. And not worry about trying to get the points uh, with this event, because like once I put that pressure on myself, I'm going to make bad choices and bad decisions. Um, and I think in all of my games on day one, I was behind at some point in the score, and then won. So I, I'm pretty happy with myself that like I kept my cool and didn't do like my usual cause a ruckus thing. Um, <laughs> So my first opponent was playing Weapon X uh, on Sword Base, which I was like the one secure I didn't want to see because I knew his team was pretty fast on it. You could get around. I did my you know turn one deception, started getting the attrition advantage slash I got the extract lead. So we were at parity for a while, and then he was like flipping all the Sword Bases, or flipping them over my guys, which was a problem. But then Hella, Mystique. And Toad just kind of leveraged their speed to get out there, start flipping the points, while Magneto and Juggernaut could do their attrition thing, you know, put damage out there. I was mostly just trying to control his Apex and keep his Apex away from the rest of my team so I could score out. And I uh, eventually did. Magneto had, like, a big swing turn, uh, which was the theme of the day. I think, like, what Art was saying before about rolling dice and, like, embracing that, that's one of the things that really appeals to me about Brotherhood because in a game where you could blank out on your attacks, like, I can't blank out on a throw. With all the throws I have access to, I'm gonna be able to put some damage. Exactly. Like, it's so... When I talk to people about Brotherhood and they're like, oh, Magneto's not that good, he's a... F um, and for his threat, I'm like, he, he could use a slight tweak. I 100% think he should have some slight change maybe on his health or whatever. But in a game where dice are crazy and nothing is consistent, I will consistently shave one point of damage off every one of my opponent's attacks with Magnetic Refraction. I will consistently be able to hand out extra power to ensure that I have power online for superpowers, even if I'm rolling poorly. Um, and that's something that came up in my game with Noah. He was like, I shocked your Apex turn one and it didn't matter. Yeah. I'm like, no, it didn't matter because I kept powering him up anyway. Uh, and in a game with dice where you can just blank out, like being able to throw lots of terrain, even size ones and twos, Guaranteed damage is always good. Yeah, no, so, I, I I think you're a hundred percent right there, right? Like I've I've played you enough to know that Magneto throwing stuff and the rest of your team throwing stuff at me, it it will get me eventually, right? Like I can maybe get like a nice spike, block some damage, but over the course of the game, the amount of extra damage that he brings and and the power generation is just wild, right? It's yeah, it's uh, it's really nice. 
Yeah, and then I had a few opponents that tried to just throw terrain to get rid of it, but then it also powered up my guys to be able to go do shenanigans. So I ended up pulling that game out, and then I got to play Alyssa, friend of the show, Alyssa, uh, yeah. Ben's wife, hey, in Alyssa. round two. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had just... So right in between my game with her, she, she dunked on Will, no offense, Will, and then went on to beat Jeff. So she crushed the dreams of a couple of Pork World members this weekend. She's not uh, a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I played Alyssa, and uh, she made a slight misplay. Well, I don't want to say it's a misplay. Um, she made a choice with to do the safe grab with Bill. So I got priority, which put her in a bit of a bind on scrolls. So I was able to take her scroll with Juggernaut safely. Um, so she had to do two unsafe grabs. Like, one, one, one was safe because of eyes. Uh, and then the other one was not safe because she had to grab the two side scrolls. So she got pushed with Miss Marvel, and then I deceptioned her. So I was able to get that quick attrition lead, the extract lead. I did, however, get put in a bit of a bind because she hit me with Terra Genesis. Oh, interesting. And yeah, she so she got a four-point swing out of that because I ended up losing, you know, getting a model dazed. She got two VPs from that then picked up something to get a VP so there, it was a big swing and she got out in front of me and I was pretty nervous I was like ah oh, shit like I I didn't play around that which I don't know if you really can play around that but she, no, she yeah. set it up well she said even before the game she was like alright I, I need to make sure I play this card this game like when you have one health point left and I was like you don't have to you could definitely not do that <laughs> so she, she got out like a little bit of a lead there and I got a little worried but the intrusions like failed her um like she she was not getting the intrusion role she needed to get keep Black Bolt in the fight and then I would like throw him away with Juggernaut push him away, you know with Magneto, and then daze her other you know, her other characters, uh, which funny anecdote from the game because Alyssa was a great opponent um, everyone this weekend was, she refers to Ronan and Medusa as mom and dad, <laughs> and at one point during the game Black Bolt and Medusa are mom and dad. What did I say? Ronin and Medusa. Oh, yeah. Uh, Black Bolt and Medusa, Mom and Dad. And at one point during the game, I, like, threw, you know, Black Bolt away for, like, the second time. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw Daddy. And then I was like, oh, man, I meant to say Dad and say Daddy. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep moving on and hope she didn't hear that. that <laughs> and she looked right at me. And she was like, do not say that again. I, de <laughs> I definitely do not call that model Daddy. That is Dad. <laughs> And uh, I was like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. That, that was a really cringy moment. I hoped we could just move past it and move on. But you, you called attention to it. So now it's just out here lingering in the air for both of us. Cool. Yeah, um, I saw something on Reddit recently that was like, Could we, we need a new term for daddy because it's gotten, <laughs> it's gotten too weird. Yeah. Yeah, so I ended up pulling the game out. Um, you know, I was a little scared of Ronan doing his clapback, but Mystique, I think, closed the door on that. So I got—I just love Mystique. She's just such a ridiculous model. Like being able to prevent Age of Ultron, being able to prevent Ronan doing his shenanigans with the KO. Oh but, yeah, uh, I've had a—I've had a, a Mystique kill a Beta Ray build that I was piloting, and it oh, was yeah. like, oh, that's brutal. Yeah, she's great for that too. She's a build killer. She's great at going to kill other Toads, things like that. Uh, but the intrusions really failed her that game, and uh, that, that helped me. I got a little lucky there, which I very much appreciated. But again, uh, it was like we were talking about before. Magneto, consistent damage, throws consistent damage that helped put me ahead on that. Um, I think she did like a big whisper that, that didn't work out so well, even with rerolls and stuff. So I got a little fortunate there. 
I'm uh, I I I will say I, I was pretty impressed to see because she's been playing in humans for a long time, and I and I've always like lurked in the Inhumans chat in the in the MCP room because I'm always like slightly interested in Inhumans and like because I try to math out different teams and she's always like talking about Inhumans and like you know going to tournaments and playing them so like now that they're like a little bit better it's kind of cool that she's also doing a little bit better right yeah I know we we joked before the tournament and then we joked at the end of the tournament, like, we did not expect me, Alyssa, and Noah to be in the, the top eight like that. And uh, before the tournament started, Noah and I looked at it. There was a prize for uh, okayest player. Yeah. So right in the center. So I looked right at Noah before the tournament. I was like, we're playing for that, right? Like, you and I are the ones going for okayest player. Um, so it was cool that we ended up not being okayest player, that we ended up doing pretty well. Uh, my third game, I played Vodka Blitz, who was rocking Claw Conda. And I'm a believer in that character. We we talked before the tournament that like Claw's pretty sick, and I did not read that card carefully enough because he stunned Magneto and Apex pretty pretty quick off the rip. Mm -hmm. I did not realize the stun was before damage, which might have influenced how I played that matchup out. But like Claw on his leadership is actually pretty sick because he immediately banished his ninjas so that Claw could advance, and then I'm playing Magneto. And Apex, so like I'm trying to daze his characters, so that's queuing up, you know, um, his characters moving. What worked out for me is that I didn't have priority, so he had to commit first. Right. And I got to choose threat, so I chose 15, and I just think that Magneto Apex are so good at 15 versus most of the game. So I just double moved Apex right off the start. I said I dared him to attack me, and uh, he said after the game that his mistake was attacking my Apex twice. Because then I, I did the thing I rarely do, which is Asteroid M, Magneto in, uh, turn one. Yep. So like I just double-moved Apex, put Magneto like pretty close to his back point, and uh, I was like, I, I'm just going to roll a bunch of dice at you and throw things. I, I There's no strategy here. I'm just going to try to kill your claw, because I think I can outlast everybody else. And I, you know, Daze Claw round one, like KO'd him pretty quickly into the game. Uh, um, so, I think, th no, it wasn't research, it was Gamma and something else i brought black hat which i was real happy about bringing black hat this weekend she staggered electra was fast so she could pick extracts up go back to my home gamma safely um and then i capped i think i capped his gamma like i used apex to move to the back gamma throw his characters off and like score so it, it was it was a game where i just blitzed his uh i just blitzed his uh claw and tried to get him out of the game as fast as possible and then i wasn't really scared of his other characters too much um, a little fortunate that he did not daze my apex with his claw early on, so like I was able to capitalize on that that fortunate roll, and then Magneto just did Magneto things. So at that point, I was then three zero, and then I yeah. played our our buddy in the, the the last round of the day one. I will say the way that you play Brotherhood, it's uh it's very <laughs> it's very interesting because not many affiliations can like go first or second and like kind of have a similar game plan that like works out in their benefit right they have to like kind of modulate how they're going to play if they're playing first or second but i feel like how you play brotherhood if you go second you're just you're just as likely to destroy something with magneto if you go first right uh, i have different uh squads that i'll bring depending on priority i think the benefits the benefit 
of playing the same affiliation like nonstop is that you just find like all these different scenarios where slight model tweaks put you at advantages. So like at 19, you know, with Pryo, without Pryo, can determine whether or not I bring Juggernaut. Like Juggernaut has stopped being an every game piece for me, especially since I have Hela now. And I just love that character and what she f allows me to do. Because I like bringing Apex with Magneto as often as possible because the ceiling for Apex is insane. Like the floor for Apex is I can throw someone every turn, which is a right. pretty good floor. Yeah. You know, and like throw some bleeds out there. But his ceiling, his ceiling under Magneto is crazy. And the number of times I've been able to, you know, kill two characters in a round or kill a character and then displace another character and then pounce to get to a back point is just. He he's a, he does so much. He does so much. Uh, when you're able to th like hand him a bunch of power, he's awesome. So yeah, I think that's that's part of my problem personally is that I jump from team to team so much, so I don't always know what those little tweaks can be. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because like I don't know if I was playing Brotherhood, I'd be like Juggernaut's a great model. Why wouldn't you take him? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think another reason I like Hella right now is because sometimes you pick something up with your five threat and then you move backwards to safety like that sounds like a kind of a shitty use of a five threat model in my opinion when I could just pick up an extract safely with Hela and let Juggernaut go chase so that was another thing I really liked about bringing Hela into the list I get two safe grabs with her and Toad and then I can let Juggernaut just run to your back point and kill your ghost spider something like that yeah I think personally I was playing Hulk too safe, and I was using him for, you know, grab a, grab an objective, throw somebody off a point, but he wasn't, like, punching people as much as I wanted him to, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. I and think I, that, I... you know, optimizing, like, what threat is gonna do what, like, game activity is, is pretty interesting. 100%. Then I played Noah in uh, the last round. At that point, I think we were both 3-0 and oh, and, like, pretty confident we were going to make cuts, but you're never 100% sure. So two 3-1s didn't make it. Uh, so we played on Intrusions, and I think it was, like, a fairly high-scoring... I think it was maybe cute Cubes. And I, I brought a little bit of a different team. He And we had just played, like, similar games recently against each other. But uh, again, I, I he brought Ghost Spider, who is a problem in this game. So I immediately just went right after Ghost Spider, tried to get her out of the game as soon as possible, which I did. There was a huge swing turn for Noah in like round three, where he was up fourteen to nine on me, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, this isn't this is not going well for me. Yeah, he was up. I had gotten like an early attrition advantage. But that allowed him to have a big swing turn later and like days five of my models or four models and score like seven in one round. So he went up 14-9. And, but I had priority and I was like, okay, time to look at the activations I have here and figure out which is like, what's the path to victory? Yeah. And uh, Magneto went and dazed Angela, Valkyrie, his Thor and his, his Thor and his Ghost Spider dazed in the cleanup phase because of the, the the cubes so he only had three models that could score so he so magneto went i threw like three or four pieces of terrain and i i dazed his angela pretty quick valkyrie had one health left so i threw a size one sentinel head which was so wonderfully thematic 
and that size one was able to get the last damage through to uh, Daze Valkyrie, so he was only left with Heimdall, and I had like four models. So Apex eventually went, killed his Heimdall, and I was able to score eight points to go win the game like 17-14, which is a monster round from, from two of my characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I dodged a bullet there with Noah, and uh, hopefully it doesn't come bite me in the future, because, you know, karma, karma will get you. <laughs> so we went on to day two, where I played uh, Phil, super nice guy. He was playing, like, a really unique blend of, like, Winter Guard, Dormammu, Hellfire. Like, I had no oh, idea. yeah, yeah, I saw that list, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap, I'm about to, like, lose this guy on stream or something like that. It's this list of, like, nonsense. But it kind of worked. Like, Omega Red is actually sick. We, we played a game where one round he Omega Red displaced four characters. I just didn't realize he could he could do that superpower more than once per turn or once per round or whatever it is. So he displaced four characters in one round at some point. But Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. But uh I got him with a, again a uh, round one deception. You know, threw some terrain, big damage, and again Apex was an animal. We were on senators at fifteen, which I don't mind at all. Because then if I can use Magneto and Apex to displace your characters and you have one move action. So, like, I threw some of his characters that were a little slow out into the, like, way out to the Gamma Wastelands. And then he moved, had no power, and he couldn't really affect the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to just kind of, I had the attrition advantage early on, but I also just controlled him. Uh, you know, I got a couple of characters to his back Gamma, so I was able to score a lot of points on... Uh, on a secure, and it just scored out there. Sweet. Yeah, this my big takeaways from this weekend are make sure I play as much Magneto Apex as possible because the ceiling that they have is just is just too good, and just kind of fill in from around there, which is something I used to do a lot more of, and then I got caught up with like the Mystique extract and the secure shenanigans and how great it is to be a scenario player because because you're you talking like, to John. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, well, that's always, <laughs> but not even just John, right? Like, I, I know Art, like, listens to the podcast and stuff, too, and, like, you hear all these people and all these people on Discord talking about, like, not rolling dice and playing scenario and how, like, awesome you are when you do those things, you know, like, how cool you are for going up 4-1 on X-Rex, right. but, like, but, but CGR is the problem, not, not, like, Spirit of Wakanda. Um, so... I like fell into some of that for a while with Mystique, and then like I, I realized it was still running when I got home. rolling dice one is more fun, but two, uh, it's the game is meant to have dice rolled, and you're I think advantaged when you have a team that can do some consistent damage when you need it. You know, because if you're playing heavy scenario and you don't have a way to punch back, if you lose the lead. Like, how do you win? Right. So Hellfire can do it because they have so many steals, right? And Webs can do it because they have so many steals. But, like, when I was playing Mystique, it, I didn't have so many steals. I didn't have one or two, and Rhino doesn't really count because he does it once. <clears throat> so I realized, like, that style was good until weaker players, but to I didn't beat when I came down guys like Art or Rob or Joe, too. I need to have, like, some kind of punch in my list. Um, so then I just went back to focusing on uh, a more Magneto general game plan where I can play scenario with Magneto because I'm handing out power, so I'm going to get an advantage there. But then I've also got, like, really consistent damage output and dice that will allow me to, to attrition people when I need to. And then I played art, and I decided to go against everything I just told you about and play Mystique. <laughs> 
we know how that worked out already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you get in your own head sometimes. Uh, trust me. I've lived, I've lived there. So how was the trip? I want to point out that I got up at 4 a.m. and left my house at 4.30 a.m. to go play in that tournament. So I, had, <laughs> I spent four hours in a car, got out, used the bathroom, and then started rolling dice for MCB. And then went four and out, right? Yes. yes that, again, it's another reason bad. I was very surprised with how my day went. Maybe, uh, maybe you should try some sleep deprivation in the future. You know, uh, my my whole goal for Vegas was to get as much sleep as possible. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we gotta hit the slots before uh, yeah. we before have to go to the LCQ. Yeah. Yeah, I went up the night before, well rested, went 0 and 4. So there's no logic. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna have a local before LVO? Uh, no, we're actually. Um, our next tournament at Red Seal is going to be in February. I think ECG is doing one in January. I mean, we'll have a meals league. Oh yeah, we have a meals league too. So, yeah, and we're all degenerates. We play like two, three nights a week anyway, in, in person or on TTS. True. Between so. like every, every, most people's houses have become meetup spots at this point. <laughs> I, I will say, just personally for this weekend, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well because, like, I was finally playing the team I liked and all that stuff, and I was just so mad at myself. Like, even Rob, he pulled me aside. He's like, "Are you all right, man?" Because you don't look happy. And I was not happy. But, I mean, I was happy to be there. I was happy to hang out with everybody. But, like, I was just disappointed in myself. <laughs> so. That was what were you opinion. playing? Cable or? No, I was playing, yeah, I was playing X-Force. And, like, I, I was, it's this, basically the same list I've been playing for weeks. Yeah. Um, the only difference was I took out Wolverine and I put in Hella, and she was doing really well for me. And, like, my games all started, like, I was in the driver's seat, and then all of a sudden the car went off the road. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it happens. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and then my last round, so I'm already 0-3. I'm like, okay, the only thing I have left is to get this dumpster fire plushie. <laughs> and then I start winning. I'm like, I can't even freaking lose right. When I'm trying to get a plushie, but then I wound up losing that game anyway, and I got my dumpster fire. But um, yeah, that's that's my concern for LVO is that like I don't know if I want to go there and then end up going like four and two, three and three in the LCQ and being the only one of our squad that doesn't play in the Invitational because uh, Art, Noah, Jeff, Dambois, Rob are all in the Invitational. Well, I think Jeff's not officially in the Invitational, but he basically is in. He's literally yeah. the next person on points. Um. So I was like, oh, shit, I don't know if I want to go there and then be the only member of our squad that doesn't end up playing in the Invitational. No, I think, don't, I think all these events are like... great. Yeah, all these events are great and all that, but really the fun of it is hanging out with the people you don't normally get to hang out with all the time, which is great. Like, I had a great time with Ben and Alyssa. I had a great time with you guys. I got to talk to the Montreal guys a little bit, which I've only really interacted with a couple in a couple of events. I mean, I wish I could have made dinner, but nothing against Boston, but my God, I don't like driving in your city. Um, <laughs> it's, a little it's a little crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like, I didn't even wind up going to dinner with these guys because I couldn't find a parking spot, and I watched four cars get towed because they parked in the wrong spot. I'm like, I'm going back to the hotel and getting DoorDash. I can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah, that, that is really special. And anybody out there who hasn't been to a convention... If you go to one, go to one up in the northeast and like look for the pork roll protocol jerseys and come hang out with us. Like that's what one cool thing about our group and Rob especially is. 
Rob just goes up to everybody. He's like, all right, we're going to get Korean barbecue after this. Like, who's in? And there's like 15 of us. So you had the Montreal Shark Tank guys. You had Ben and Alyssa from Syracuse. You had uh, the PCN Jin. guys. Yeah, you had Jin from uh, and his friend from uh, Connecticut. And we all kind of sat mixed up with each other. So you had different metas hanging out. So like I was sitting with Vodka Blitz and his friends, you know, and we were talking about a whole bunch of different things. So that that was a really really good experience. Yeah, I think that's the best part about any of these tournaments is really just hanging out with people. Like ACO this year. I couldn't even, I was supposed to play in the tournament, and then I got sick for my kids, so I just showed up late and hung out with everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. super fun. But, and um, hang out's the fun, fun part. And yeah. Mike, let me just preface by saying that, take what you just said, and then imagine it in Vegas. You should go. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm not gonna play, I'm just gonna hang out. I, I probably would still have a good time, but, uh, I don't even... When is LVO? I don't... <laughs> January 20th, right? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, well, sh- yeah, something like that. Well, I, believe, I think the 18th is when I'm flying out and probably most of the rest of the guys. And then I think the LCQ is the 19th, which I believe, as of right now, I assume I'll be playing in that. So uh, once I get my points... I didn't check the points doc today, but... It's not updated I'll, yet from everyone who yeah, just looked. I'll probably be five slots behind... Like, there'll be, like, four or five people in front of me with, like, four or five spots available. So, if, like, two of them say no, then I, I should be in, which would be cool. Um, and even still, if you hang out after the LCQ and they start calling names, because if people don't show up, they just start yeah. moving down the list. I'm not going to pull a Rob like last year. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> so, I just checked my schedule, and I am working that weekend, so it's not tenable for oh. me to go, but... But I, there was a sliver of me going, maybe I will go, but yeah. I mean, we're going to go to the Sphere. We're going to go get pickleback shots. No, I mean, I'd be more interested in that than playing, yeah. We're but... going to go to the Pacanal, I think. All right, guys. Eat well, so much food, we feel sick. We are running a little long because we had a lot to talk about. Not me, unfortunately, because I just hung out. But um, just, a, just like I said... Part of the fun of these conventions, if you guys haven't been to big tournaments or conventions and all that stuff, is just hanging out with everybody. And the game is just the game, but, like, I got to play a little bit of Marvel Zombies. Like, there's always... It's funny, because, like, when people start dropping from the tournament, that's when the board games start getting broken out. <laughs> so, like, I got to play some Lorcana, I got to play Marvel Zombies, I had some good times. So. But it's just hanging out with cool people and having a good time. Um, yeah, Definitely. That being said, this is probably our last cast for the year, I would imagine, with the holidays coming up. Um, and then we have LVO prep, which I know we'll have a cast right before that. And then the tournament season starts again in Jersey in February. So I'm working out the dates. I'll have dates on that soon. But I know we will be having an LVO qualifier in March at Red Seal. So that is coming up. But for now... Everybody have a safe and happy holiday. I'm Will. Mike. I'm also Mike. I'll start. And thank you for coming on, Art. And congratulations again. And we will see you next year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.